It's like this little dirty little bass line. I don't fucking care. Can we move on to a new segment, please? Welcome to Just Two Fans, a sports show about sports. Obviously. About life. Because sports are life. And about just whatever the hell we feel like talking about. So, uh, let's go. What is up, everybody? Yo, yo. I'm Jamie Friedlander. That's Eli Johnson. And back with us this week is Chris Burkhart professional radio host hi yeah find me on rip city radio 620 available on our heart radio music app love that for you remember uh when you're gonna like put us through uh and just like play us instead of the blazers game yeah you know got scared (laughs) got scared scared. scared. (laughs) that's okay i forgive you just next time you know next time yeah next time it'll be good i'm holding you to it tonight Oh, there's no play. The Blazers tomorrow. game is tomorrow. We're gonna be recording again tomorrow, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> if it means yeah, we're getting put on the broadcast, then yes, we will be recording tomorrow night. <laughs> Last second buzzer, Damian Lillard. And what is yeah. up, everybody? <laughs> be beautiful. We'd be the most hated men in the city. We would. Or, or most loved. You never know. Or most loved. Depends. If he makes it, then yeah, we're probably most hated. If he misses it, then nobody wants to live through that. Yeah, we just save them the agony. Yeah, exactly. Good for us. God, we're moral. (laughs) (laughs) We are moral men. That's definitely the takeaway there. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Yep. All right. We're going to start with podium this week because we don't get to fill your ears with college football for two full hours. We are, however, still going to manage to bring it up because the first podium topic of the week is Jim Harbaugh <laughs> is staying at Michigan. Oh, hold on. It's time for Beer of the Week. Chris is the only one that has a beer. Nice. <laughs> nice. Why don't you go, Chris? All right. Since, you know, I'm the only one who comes prepared and doesn't, you know, care about my waistline. Uh, I got the Velosa Hopter Guardian IPA from uh, Ninkasi. What a fucking great name. Oh, and a and a great can. Look at that. Fantastic boy. can. Oh, that is beautiful. That's the main reason I bought it. It's a little. Oh, yeah. Smooth. It's beautiful. I like that one. Love a good Ninkasi beer. Solid four. Yeah. Solid four on that. Nice. Nice. Uh, for me, uh, since I am a single man who actually has to care about his appearance now, but <laughs> didn't realize that until he was 30 fucking three, um, I am having a Le Croix today. Um, the Limoncello flavor, which if you've never had it, fucking kicks ass, dude. It is the best. I I have like gen like generally like Lacroix is like whatever to me. I took one sip of this. I was like, this is never not going to be in my house again. Here I've never go. had ASMR. that one. We usually have the pomegranate one in our house. Yeah, that one's fine. Or like the the pamplemis. Yeah, um, <laughs> that one's good too. But this fucking le- this this lemoncello fucks, dude. 
it fucks hard. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, when it comes to fucking tonic or sparkling water, that's a five out of five, my guys. Nice. Beep, beep, beep. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> five star. Woo. We're I all have, so excited. I have plain, plain boring Rocky Mountain tap water. Do you know they make Coors out of that? And they do. You are robbing the world of Coors. I Coors don't, Light I don't when think, you do that. I don't think the Coors. No, Jamie, <laughs> there's, there's less Coors. Coors Light because I'm being because healthy of what and drinking you're doing. water. So listener, turn on him. He is taking away from your Coors Lights. Turn on Jamie. I have plenty in my fridge still. I'm just not Could have had more at the moment. But no, you had to drink it as water. Yep. <laughs> you didn't even bubbleize it like Coors does. <laughs> nope, plain old boring water. Well, good. What's our podium topic again? You said it already. Jim Harbaugh is staying in Michigan. Will not be the Broncos head coach. I'm like not that surprised by this. I mean, like what? Jim Harbaugh is at his alma mater. He's found success. Yeah, he's people are fans are stupid and they're like, well, they can't win bowl games. Yeah. Well, remember what Michigan was doing before he was there? Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I'd rather be in the college play, uh, semifinal playoff than not at bowl games. I'd rather lose the college football semifinal than Agreed. not be at a bowl game. Agreed. Every fucking time. Weird how that works, right? Um, so it's like it's like this, like a like the whole like fire Ryan Day shit. Like these fucking fans have it so good that they're stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they're any. I don't stupid. think any Michigan fan actually wanted him to leave. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, may, maybe, like, but I, I most of the stuff I saw from Michigan fans was like, oh shit, we're gonna lose Jim Harbaugh, opposed to the Ohio State fans who are fucking idiots. Yeah, like how dumb is that? Anybody they, oh, they, who they, want, they were they were one snap away from playing in a national championship game this year, and they're like that they didn't even belong him. in. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, they lost one game in the regular. Yeah, get out. Um. Anyway, yeah. So the Broncos head coach search continues. Eli, you got any favorites? You want me to run through the main candidates for you? Um, you know, I'm kind of down with the whole Sean Payton thing. I know you're like not as high on him. Um, you know, I I like what he did at New Orleans. Uh, I know he had Drew Brees, but you know, um, a lot of people. Well, not a lot of people, but um, you know, a lot of people have. Yeah, a lot of people have great quarterbacks and can't do shit with them. Uh, CE Chargers uh, this year and last year. Um, So, you know, I think, you know, Russell Wilson, we saw in the last game this year that he's still got it. He's not dead in the water. So if you can get a guy who has that experience to work with Russell Wilson, who worked with Drew Brees, who was also undersized, who also could scramble a little bit, you know, um, yeah, I think think it's a good fit. I I know, you know, it's – I like it. I mean, maybe Jim Harbaugh would have been a better fit or I would have liked it better, but I'm down for Sean Payton. I'm down for Sean Payton other than the fact that they're going to have to trade for him and they're likely going to have to give up a first round pick for him, which really sucks. Yeah. Um, I do like to me and and you're also probably going to have to pay him $20 million a year is what the speculation is. Which, again, Broncos aren't hurting for money now. They have the richest owner in the NFL. So, 
I don't really care about that because it's not like it's a cap hit or anything. But that just seems like a lot for a coach who hasn't shown a ton other than when he had Drew Brees. Um, here's the thing, though. I like I haven't really been like intently doing a whole lot of research on this. Like, I think Dan Quinn will be a good hire. There's a couple guys out there who'll be fine. It doesn't matter. Right. Like at this point, like I don't really care who they hire because it's going to be an upgrade. Heck, that's it was that's why it has to be a proven head coach that's done it yeah. before, because you have to know it's going to be an upgrade. Like, yeah, I, yeah, and yeah. I, Chris, I know you're high on D'Amico Ryans. I am also high on D'Amico Ryans. He's a coordinator. I we am, don't know I what am, he's like as no, a head no, no. coach. No, hear me out. <clears throat> I am high on D'Amico Ryans as what I think his ceiling is for a potential head coach one day. I'm not high on D'Amico Ryans for this particular job. Like That's fair. I'm not. I, I think at this point, if Harbaugh's out, I, I would think Peyton's my priority. I don't care about the pick. I don't care about the money. Like If I'm trying to win and I got a window with Russ, give me the coach that's going to get the most out of Russ and do it right now. Uh, I think that's Sean Payton. That's probably fair. Dan Quinn has a relationship with Russ and has coached, obviously, on the other side of the ball, but understands Russ and how he operates. So I wouldn't hate Dan Quinn either. And he's obviously had success in the league and would command far less in terms of what you have to give up to get him. My number two. Um, So I think Dan Quinn probably is my number one. I just... I can't see giving up more draft picks than what they've already surrendered. Yeah. At this my point. number one would be Dan Campbell. <laughs> if, if I had my druthers right now, a good, I was watching the, the Monday night football broadcast with Peyton and Eli and Dan was on it for like a good quarter. And I would run, I would run through a wall for that man. And he I have nothing to do. With it. He is, he's like a good dude. He's chill. Great coach. I've liked him since hard knocks at the beginning of the season. I like I didn't watch Hard Knocks this year. I need to pull that up and watch it. It's really good. It was very good. Well, it's got Jamal Williams in it and Dan Campbell. Hard I, Knocks is always good. Like <laughs> I always like Hard Knocks, but yeah, made me a Dan Campbell fan for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with the Broncos, but Jim Harbaugh is off the list officially. Oh, Next in podium, we've got some tennis action. The Australian Open is currently taking place, um, and that is even more notable now because much like Drive to Survive, Netflix came out with Breakpoint, which is essentially tennis's version of Drive to Survive. Yeah, it, it kicks ass. Um, I've, I've like I sat down the first day and watched like three episodes. Um, it's a really it's a really cool show. As somebody who like really has never had any interest in tennis. I have it up right now because I'm actually like, because they do a really good job of like telling you the mental game from a side of somebody who doesn't play tennis, right? Like they're not trying, it's kind of like drive to survive. If you're a hardcore fan, it's going to be basic, simple shit that you already know. But as somebody who like, doesn't wallet, watch the sport or follow it, 
Like, it's really cool for me to, like, watch them, like, talk about, like, basically how big the mental game is. I never thought about that. I thought it was just a strategy game, right? Like, strategy and athleticism. But, like, the actual mentality that you have on the court plays such a big role that I just didn't even really know. And now I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh, fucking Taylor Fritz won. That's awesome, because I know him from Breakpoint. And, like, I would have never known who the fuck that was. Yeah, right. A, a week ago? Never. And like now I'm like, yeah, Taylor Fritz, go America. Like, woo! Like, you know, I'll fuck this Australian up and go Taylor Fritz. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's great. If if it showed me anything, I have also uh started the the series. I actually fell asleep during it last night, but I'm sleep deprived and newborn and all that. Babies. I get it. Uh, very good Chris, show. Chris is falling asleep at his desk right now. <laughs> Netflix <laughs> has this sports docu-series thing down. Like especially on the niche side, yeah, right. Like because it's these are like what they're doing is they're taking these like Fringe tertiary sports, sports yeah. and being like these are fucking cool too, guys. Like let's put some drama in there, and make sure other people know. Yeah, for sure. <coughs> so also, it made me realize that Nick Kyrgios just isn't isn't just a fucking douchebag. <laughs> You know, if you watch him just on the court or see oh, the yeah. TikTok clips of him just busting rackets all the time, you think, oh, this guy's just a fucking douchebag. Turns out he's actually like a decent dude who just gets really fucking fired up on the court. There, I, and, and you guys are aware as well that they have a golf one coming out, right? We were about yes. to get there. Oh. And I am hyped for that. <laughs> yes, sir. I think it's I'm called like really Full interested, Swing. I'm really interested really interested in how they portray that because unlike formula one and unlike tennis, um, like golf doesn't have a whole lot of like quote unquote action, right? There's no back and forth. There's no like tense couple moments. It's all drawn out over four hours over four days. Right. And so it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, they'll, they'll show like pressure shots and stuff and like people sticking a nice shot or whatever. But like it'll be really interesting to see, especially because like they're going to be following probably lower ranked players. They're no, they're not. No, no, Jerry's no, shaking no. his head. This, no. Here, this is going to be nuts because I just looked this up. This comes out in a month, February 15th. Okay. Okay. This is the list. Oh, God. Of golfers know. that it follows. Jordan Spieth. Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Brooks Kepka, Scotty oh, Scheffler, God. Ian Poulter, Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, Tony Finau, Matt Fitzpatrick, and then you get down to some some other guys. So we're talking. This is going to be filmed is in the Weiss middle. On that list? It's not. He's not. But it. <laughs> it's filmed in the middle of all this live tour stuff. This is going to be insane. Oh my God! I didn't even think about that. Oh, half of these guys yes, are in the live dude. tour and half fuck of these guys yes. have been very outspoken against the live tour. This is I was be already intense. hyped about this. I was already <laughs> hyped about this. And now I'm like over the fucking moon. I'm going to text my dad about this. That's this how like, where I'm at intense. now. <laughs> oh man. Just the fact that you have Rory, JT and Jordan, and then you also have Brooks Poulter and Dustin Johnson. Okay, but the biggest mistake is uh, not also getting Bryson DeChambeau. Because if I'm you get Bryson and Brooks oh God. on the same docuseries, oh dude, God. that's fucking magic. Come on, Netflix, get your shit together. God, <laughs> NBC needs to get their shit together and start start production now in the training months so when the next Winter Olympics comes out, it's thin ice. 
curling. And they're following Fuck all, yeah, the, all the national yes, curling do. teams. They absolutely <laughs> need love, to do that. I love watching curling so much because it makes me feel like I could still go to the Olympics. I say, it's like the one like, sport everyone gets behind. So, yeah. I Like, you know, it's like I watch the American men's like Olympic curling team and I'm like, yeah, like. Those guys are just a bunch of like Wisconsin dads who got bored one day, For sure. fell in love with curling, and now they're in the fucking Olympics. And I love them so much. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So full swing coming out in a month. I can i I may I, not I'm sleep so the night that that comes out. That <laughs> is going to be so thing. good. I didn't realize I hadn't looked up the list, but now that with the live tour shit, that half of that group is. Oh my, it's going to be intense. I am very excited now. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. All right. Um, so yeah, hopefully Netflix keeps coming out with these things because they are very good at it. Again, getting Eli, somebody who has never paid any attention to tennis, to tune into the Australian Open. I mean... Well, it's funny because like the one event in tennis that I actually have watched in the past is the Australian Open. Right, but you're watching it through like a whole new lens now. Yes, I, I like I know who Matteo Berrettini is now. Right, like because of the show. Right, like I understand the matchup now better. Um, so that's that's a lot. It's you know it always like we've always talked about like on the show like a lot of the times the reason you don't like a sport is because you don't get it. Right, and so that's why these that's shows 100%. are so great because like I. Kind, I'm starting to get tennis, and it makes it a lot more interesting to watch for me. Like, right, same with Formula One. I, Formula One was cool, and then like, like Drive to Survive came out, and I was like, oh, Formula One kicks ass. Right now, they just yeah. need to do it. I guess like I need to watch. I still need to watch Sunderland till I die. So maybe that'll sell me on soccer. But you know, that's the one thing that I still haven't been able to get yeah. to now. It's a good doc. I have watched it. Still not sold on soccer. <laughs> Yeah, Sunderland. Timbers game was fun. Chris, yeah. we need to go again. Sunderland's live soccer is different. Think get you. I think get live you. any sport is different. I think it won't get you watching Premier League religiously, but it'll at least get you to understand how all that stuff works. Sunderland to uh, Sunderland till I die is great because unlike unlike uh, Drive to Survive, where that focuses on the the individual race teams and the, and the the drivers. Sunderland Till I Die really kind of focuses on the backstory of Sunderland being one of the best teams in the Premier League and now being relegated multiple times and how that affects the town and the fans. And uh, it's definitely more a fan documentary. I I, I like it a lot, though. Yeah, I, it's a great documentary. Don't get me wrong. I also heard um, <laughs> the Wrexham documentary is fucking great. Oh, I haven't seen that one. With uh, Rob McElhaney and uh, Ryan Reynolds, because they bought oh, Wrexham yeah. FC. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen stuff about that. I need to watch it. All right. Next and last podium topic is Chris's NBA update, because we have done none of that until this Launch point. in, Chris. This is your moment to shine. There, We only have, like, two other things to do after this podium, so you got your time, okay? I have one whole take on the NBA. So if you want to get Chris. your uh, your 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 true NBA updates, not just podium, oh, be sure to follow me on <laughs> City Radio six twenty 
<laughs> you're home with the Portland Trailblazers. I should have seen that coming. I don't know how I did. How did we <laughs> not see that? Hey, the Brooklyn Nets are struggling now that Kevin Durant went out with a MCL injury after riding high. They were winners of like 10 straight, bounced back from the bottom of the East and currently in second place, but losers of two straight. The Boston Celtics are winners of seven straight and my personal pick to make it out of the East right now. In the Western Conference, Jamie's Denver Nuggets, who he can't watch despite them playing in his backyard, have won six in a row and at the time of this recording are prepping to take on the Portland Trailblazers on Tuesday night. Portland snapped their five-game losing streak and has won two in a row this weekend over the Dallas Mavericks. Things are crazy in the NBA right now, guys, because... The Portland Trailblazers, for instance, have played like garbage for the better part of the last month. They are nine games out of first place. They are 11 games out of last place. So they're right there in the middle. But the crazy thing is everything is so jumbled in the middle of the conference that Portland is two games out of a top five seed in the Western Conference right now, despite playing so awful. And in the Eastern Conference, it's really... It's kind of a similar story, right? Uh, the teams are a little more spread out, but the tenth team uh, is Chicago at, at at twelve and a half back. Number five team is is five back, but number six is only eight. So you're looking at uh, the difference between basically missing the play in and being uh, a six seed is four games this far into the season. That's a pretty, pretty tight gap because usually halfway through the season, you start, you know, the teams up top have those 10 games gaps over the team in third and fourth. But right now, New Orleans is in third. Think about this real quick for all you basketball guys, because you're, you're going to think I'm, I'm, I'm joshing you here. Denver is in first place in the Western Conference. I personally think right now they are the best team in the West. I don't trust them in the playoffs, unfortunately, but they're my pick. I, I picked them at the beginning of the year. Love the Denver Nuggets. Outside of that, Memphis is in second, the New Orleans Pelicans are in third, and the Sacramento Kings are currently a top four seed in the Western Conference halfway (laughs) through the season. In the East, it's pretty, as you guys would say, chalk. Boston, uh, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia round out your top four. Cleveland has been absolutely phenomenal with the addition of Donovan Mitchell, who dropped 71 points the other night, I believe it was. Uh, Unreal night for him. What a get for Cleveland. But yeah, that's the NBA right now, man. It is a jumbled mess. Teams are are all over the place. They are up. They are down. Golden State is in seventh place. That will fix itself by the end of the year. Los Angeles Clippers are in sixth. The Lakers right now are at 19 and 24, the third worst record in the Western Conference. It's it's unreal. And speaking of the Los Angeles Lakers, as of this recording, they are currently playing the Houston Rockets to, uh, tonight. Oh, excuse me. That's not tonight. Let me let me let me. Oh, no, that was tonight. Sorry. Looked at the wrong uh, schedule. They are playing the Houston Rockets uh, tonight. It's in the fourth quarter. And, and this clip has already started to circulate on on social where, you know, touted young rookie Jabari Smith Jr., Walks up to LeBron James and it's like right of a timeout. And he's like, hey, man, you uh, your very first NBA game, you played against my dad. And LeBron's like, what? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. And he's like, yeah, Sacramento Kings. Bet you feel old now, don't you? And then the, you see LeBron go, why do you have to do that to me? <laughs> so LeBron literally, awesome. his very first game was against this guy's dad. And here he is playing with him now. Uh, in the NBA, which is which is kind of cool, man. And LeBron's timeless; just hit thirty eight thousand points for his career. 
the second player ever to do so. When it's all said and done, he's going to have more points than any player to ever play the game. And I did miss some recordings. Don't know if I got a chance. I mean, Damian Lillard continues to climb up the ladder. He's now, uh, he passed uh, Dr. J. He passed Tracy McGrady and Rick Barry on the all-time scoring list just this weekend alone. Now cracking, just about to crack the top 70. And passed Clyde Drexler to become the Trailblazers all-time leading scorer. Here's a fun fact for you. That's a big one. That is a big one. Crazy part is he it was eighteen thousand and forty points there, give or take, and uh, that makes Portland has the twentieth ranking from highest to lowest, the the twenty twentieth best, if you would, tenth worst all time high for for uh, for a team because you got guys like Carl uh, uh, Malone, you know, with like what thirty four, thirty five thousand points for Utah, and when you start to think of some of the players who are the all time leading scorers for their franchise, some of them will just make you go, "Oh, wow, that's crazy." So, real quick, without cheating, one of them that will make you go, "Huh?" Do either of you know who the franchise's all time leading scorer is for the Brooklyn Nets? Um. Oh. Uh. Is it? Oh fuck! Um, I I'm not gonna uh, get this. Baron Davis. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not gonna get it. I don't um, even have a guess. The question is: Does this include when they were the New Jersey Nets? Yes, it does. Franchise history. So is it Jason Kidd? That was gonna be my guess. Is Jason Kidd? It's not because no. that would be too easy. It's not. All right, who is it, Chris? Brooke Lopez. No, no fucking way. shot. Oh, my God. Really? Brooke Lopez is the Brooklyn Nets all-time leading scorer with 10,000 points. Yikes. Wow. Wow. When when did that, when did they become a franchise? When uh, the New become... Jersey Nets have been around for a while. It's, yeah. I mean, the Brooklyn only was, was up 2008, something like that. Yeah. And they moved back to Brooklyn. But again, that's um that's throughout their their entire career. We're 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 factoring in everything here. It, it, so it, it's that's crazy. why that's why I went with like I went with like Baron Davis, a guy who's like he went there for like two years, but like <laughs> had had like a couple like had you know, it was like it was a good scorer. Nineteen sixty seven's the answer, in case you guys are wondering. That's a long ass time. That's a long to time to not have Yeah. Yeah, and the crazy part is, uh, looking at it real quick, just for you guys, give you the answer. Jason Kidd is fifth all time for that team with seven thousand. Uh, what? Jason Kidd only has seven thousand. Yeah, points? yeah. Care to with guess, them though? Yeah. Didn't care he to play? guess who the number two scorer in Nets history is? Robin Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Robin Lopez hasn't played there. I know. <laughs> Former Blazer Baron Buck Davis. Williams. <laughs> oh. Buck yeah, Williams. wouldn't have got that. Ass. They are the only two Wild. players to surpass ten thousand points. Fun fact: Buck Williams had the record at ten thousand four hundred and forty. Brooke Lopez passed it. He scored ten thousand four hundred and forty-four points before leaving town. So he broke the record <laughs> by four points. And four did. points. Anyway, that's your that's your NBA news. It's officially past Christmas, so we can start caring about the NBA because, as they say, the NBA doesn't really start until Christmas. And here we are. Here we are. Do you think uh, Nikola Jokic has a chance to three-peat as MVP? Because he's certainly playing like it. I think so. 
Absolutely, he's almost so. averaging a triple double. Uh, I mean, who who who's challenging him right now? That's the thing. Luca, maybe? No, not even, no, because the the you have to factor in the, the team's success too. And Luca's numbers are because his usage rate is through the roof because Dallas right. sucks. Yeah, so his usage bad. rate is he, there. There is no player in the NBA with a with a higher usage rate, uh, like per hundred possessions or whatever, than Luka Doncic. It's it's unreal. Um, so no, uh, should he be in the conversation? Yes, but Dallas isn't that good. Uh, I think realistically, I think Jason Tatum has a very good argument. I think Giannis will have a a very good argument. Um, he won't be in the convo despite the fact he should be because that's how voting works. They never really put like you know air quote the best player on the planet in there uh but if the nets continue to stay you know in the top two in in the east when it's all said and done if kevin durant comes back he could be in that conversation but missed games is going to play in there so right now i mean a philly fan's going to freak out because philly fans goes oh no joel Embiid, joel Embiid. i'm sorry i love joel Embiid. i really do Uh, i'm taking nikola Jokic. he's the best center in the nba and you can debate it but you're wrong it's nikola Jokic. uh no i think he's the favorite right now uh, he's, he's unreal. He, he's unreal. We were talking about it today on um, Trailblazers Courtside, my show available on iHeartRadio Music app. But just about how how do, how do you guard him? What do you do? He, he, I don't he's, think you can. He, he's a, he, he, he doesn't have eyes in the back of his head. He has eyes in the back of his head, side of his head, top of his head, you know, the, all the way around. The, you can't double team him. You can't double team him because he's going to pass out to the rest of his starting lineup. Do you know you look at that lineup Every single one of those guys, KCP, Jamal Murray, Aaron, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., Bones Highland, uh, and Bruce Brown, they're all shooting close to or over 40% from deep this season. So you can't double Nikola Jokic because if you do, he will find the open guy. Yeah. Like it's it's unreal. His vision, his vision is is top notch. He's he is the best passing big to ever play the game. His defense is way better than anyone wants to say. Oh, he just lumbers. He doesn't play good defense. He doesn't have to. Just sit in the paint. Do your job. It's it's not like every other center comes in and just scores on him easily. He's seven feet tall, freaking mountain of, of whatever he, he's built of, and he's hard to move, <laughs> right? Uh, but he scores efficiently. He shoots like 38% from deep as well. I mean, the dude's unguardable. So, yes, if you ask me, do I think he can win three in a row? I absolutely do. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. That's our NBA update. Oh, wait. I have one. Ja Rule is, uh, ja Rule. <laughs> ja Rule is really good. Ja Morant is incredible and just like doing shit that he is just insane. That's my NBA take. Ja Morant. Ja Morant's good. And Ja Morant's in the combo for one of the best guards in the league. MVP race, though, is a little bit different because it's like, no, I'm not saying MVP. I just yeah, like the, like just like his athleticism. Yeah, it's hard to describe. It's hard sometimes. to describe because John Morant's great. His athleticism's great, but like I haven't watched John Morant completely take over a game in an unstoppable fashion. Like I've seen a guy like Nikola Jokic do it. Like I've seen a point like point guards. It's always harder too. Uh, like a guy like Steph Curry take over a game and just go freaking taking three-pointers from Mars and hitting them nothing but net, right? However, John Morant did have one of the top 10 dunks in NBA history this week, if you guys haven't seen it. It was unbelievable. I (laughs) I haven't seen it. it. I need to pull it up. He did it twice Hmm. in the last couple weeks. 
He jank- he jumped from like the three point line twenty <laughs> feet into the fucking air over like three seven footers. It's just, like right, it, like that's what it, it looks now. like. It's unbelievable. So, like some of the dunks he's done this year. Like, Hold on, I need to look this up. Oh, here you go, Jamie. Here I'll put it in the chat. There you go. We'll pause while while this uh, while this it's, it's while a Jamie thing of beauty. watches this. It, it's insane. All right, I'm watching it. All right, what's happening? Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, dude. His arm was like, it's, how did he do that? I don't know, dude. He's too little to be able to do that. Oh. <laughs> he Buddy, doesn't jump, dude. He hovers. Something. He floats. I don't know how he, he stays does. in the air so long. Like He jumped from his like, a arm pretty far was away. perpendicular to his yeah. body. Yeah. I can't even yeah. fucking do that. <laughs> the way... The way he dunks is MJ-esque in the fact that MJ floated. MJ mm-hmm. floated. John Morant floats. It's wild. Get John ja, get ja on the dunk contest, dude. That'd be sick. Nah, Shaden Sharp's in it, baby. He's going to win oh, that shit. Hell yeah. They, they really Whoa. need to bring back stars playing in the in the dunk contest. I don't. Like, why don't they? When has somebody actually got like hurt in the dunk contest where they... like? That's the only thing that I can think why they wouldn't be in it is they're afraid of getting hurt. Nobody's even know. got hurt. I think I think honestly, I think you've got to this point where you get some players like the all-star game itself is cool and the incentives wrapped around it. But I think you get some guys who you could invite who are just like, fuck it, dude. This season is long and I can either have a four-day weekend or go do the dunk contest nah 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 i've been in this league too long i'm taking the, i'm taking the four-day weekend you know what i'm saying fair i guess it just would be, be nice. awesome to see you just gotta start <laughs> writing it into contracts right like uh yes five hundred thousand dollar incentive to participate in the dunk contest or shit like or that. win yes like i mean like who doesn't like remember dwight howard just out there, like, fucking dunking a real ball and then dunking a fucking tiny Nerf ball all while wearing a Superman cape. That's fucking great. <laughs> Vince Bring that Blake Griffin back. jumping over the car. Yeah. yeah. Vince Carter made, because uh, he's us, Vince Carter made an entire generation of kids learn how to stick a ball through their legs. And, and mm-hmm. I, we all couldn't dunk, so we made we did layups, right? You'd run, you'd do yeah, a layup, you'd put the, the ball through your leg. and then Or, oh, or yeah. you bring the hoop all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> At seven feet or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> seven and a half feet. And then get a little tiny basketball. Yep. Uh, I was, um, a couple of years ago, I, I uh, got my nephew a, a Nerf hoop. And I did, I did like the, like we were playing and I did like the full on between the legs dunk on him. Oh yeah. I've dunked on my kid. I've dunked on my kid a few times. Oh yeah. They're getting the smoke, you know? Yeah. You're trying to, you're trying to take a charge. Uh Uh-uh. Not today, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm throwing down. Show him what's up. (laughs) All right. Like the too little celebration as you're walking away. All right, that's our basketball update. We'll definitely have more as we get deeper into the season here and away from football season, but it is still football season in the National Football League, and wildcard weekend did not disappoint. Really didn't. This is, yeah, like, I we was talked actually about, like, like, very of, much into the NFL this, this week. Yeah, we talked last week about one of the best bowl, week, bowl seasons ever. This has been one of the best wildcard weekends that I can remember. Yeah. 
depends who you root for. <laughs> okay, I don't have a dog in the fight, so it was great for me. Chris's blood pressure was a little high, I imagine. Nah, it wasn't. No, you were good. not even at halftime. No, when I you wasn't. Were losing? I, I was. I, I wasn't stressed. I wasn't stressed. We've seen we've seen this game before. I was at that game, that Thursday night game where it did. It That's true. They, they didn't true. win by a lot, but in person, you just the San Francisco just dominated them and had the better second half. I was like, this if it plays out how it should, we're going to be fine. I didn't expect the full flip that they had and went <laughs> splat you like a bug. But yeah, I felt confident, <laughs> honestly, even going down at the half. Yeah, so the Niners took care of business. That was argu- maybe the the worst game of the weekend, I guess. Man, I don't know. Because <laughs> Monday doesn't count as part of the weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> it was the worst of the yeah two full days of football that we had. The worst um, of the weekend. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and it looked like the second game on Saturday was going to be the worst of the weekend because the chargers jumped out to a 27 to nothing lead. And then they did exactly what I said they were going to do last week. Pat myself on the back. I called Brandon. I called the shit out of it. I don't know. (laughs) I I was, I was looking all day today and I didn't see it. I don't know how he still has a job. It's I'm I'm surprised they let him on the plane. I would. Yeah. I would have fired him on the field. (laughs) Don't even bother going in the locker room and talking to that team because you're done. Man. Anyway, they blew it for those not paying attention. It was 27 to nothing. They did give up a late second quarter touchdown. So it was 20 still 27 to seven at halftime. And they lost the game 31 to 30. That's unreal. I. I mean, yeah. what do you say? Like got nothing. <laughs> How he Trevor has a Lawrence job threw this... four picks in the first half of this football game, and the Chargers lost. Did you Did you guys see the video of him walking into a Waffle House after that? I did. Which is like the most Jacksonville fucking shit in the world. Like, it's also pretty baller. Not Trevor lie. Lawrence wins a playoff game and then goes to a fucking <laughs> Waffle House where people are like, they're like, yeah. I mean, it's totally, it's that's awesome. Like, hell yeah. Football players, they're just like us. I mean, if you look at any stat in this game, the Chargers should have won. I mean, Justin Herbert played, like, a pretty good game. I mean, the second half was meh. But, like, here's the thing about the Chargers. is like, Austin Eckler is a great, like, back, right? He's a, a They don't good, have a bell cow. They do not. They don't have a three-down back. They don't. No, they rush. Yeah. He, uh, I didn't realize Austin Eckler has not had a twenty rush game this season. Half of that's play calling. Uh, I just for sure. give him the ball more. For sure, it, it, they're just like not a balanced team. They they are relying solely on Justin Herbert's abilities. Yeah, which he, plenty plenty of wins are going to come that way, um, but. You can't. You need. You need balance. You need balance in the force. All right. Just, just like the force, you need balance on the field, and um, they just don't have it. They don't, and you're not going to win playoffs like that, apparently. And apparently, when your defense has all the talent in the world, but still sucks ass somehow. Yeah, it doesn't make sense how that defense could possibly 
blow a 27-point lead. I mean, that shit just doesn't happen in the NFL, much less to a very good team like the Chargers. Yeah. But they seem to find a way to do it all the time. All the time. Anyway, so Chargers are out. Seahawks are out. Then we got to Sunday. I didn't get to watch any of this because I was helping my friend move, but I was keeping tabs. Uh, the Bills game, the first time I looked at the Bills game, it was like 14 to nothing or maybe even more at one point. Um, so I don't know how the Dolphins came back, but major props to that team because they didn't even have their quarterback and they kept it much closer than it should have been against arguably the best team in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't think I caught this game. Um, this game. Sorry, I, I, this ahead. game. This game should have been Miami's. Should have been Miami's. Buffalo did not play great. Josh Allen did not play great. What's it, what's his nuts? Skylar Thompson. Yeah, who's that? He didn't play awful, but for some reason, that Miami receiving group got the yips. They were dropping pass after pass after pass that would have changed touchdown. Like field goals would have been touchdowns if they weren't dropping them. Four or like three and outs would have been first downs if they weren't dropping them. They had every chance to win that game. Shockingly, Buffalo played terribly. Terribly. They didn't look anything like the Buffalo to which we have expected over the last few years. That was a weird, weird football game. I mean, statistically, like Josh Allen had a pretty good game other than two picks. He threw for 350 yards, average nine yards a catch or a pass, three touchdowns. But the thing is, like so many of his passes were just straight 50-50 balls. And it was just like, and and hey, okay, Stefan Diggs was coming down with them. Gotcha. So it, was, it, so it, it didn't it, look good. It, it was good, but yeah, like the actual <clears throat> performance itself didn't look good. Like, gotcha. I know that he throws a good 50-50 ball and he's got good receivers to do it. But I, when I think Josh Allen, I think threading the needle, moving the ball effectively, uh, doing all the little things. This was just a lot of huck it and chuck it and, and hope for the best because you knew you had more talent. <laughs> so you were just hoping that that would pay off. Uh, and it did in the end, but it didn't look good. All I can think about is hug it, chug it, football. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> Great movie. Underrated comedy. Yes. Yes. Very, very inappropriate. So. I guess that's probably what it is. It's, it's like super it's pretty, inappropriate. pretty jarring at times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but very good. Underrated, in my opinion. <laughs> the Dutch rudder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, in comparison, Skylar. So you said Skylar Thompson didn't have a terrible game. He kind of did, Chris. No, no, no. Again, <laughs> but it, 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 he had he had a terrible game. If you look at the box score, but again, that 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 statistically is a much different ball game. If there isn't drop passes in the end zone, drop passes on you know what would have been twenty yard completions. I mean, he had one, Eli, that would have been an easy 15 yards. That's before you tack on what he would have ran after. But his receiver in slow-mo looks away to look to look where he's running, looks away, and drops the ball with no defender within 10 yards of him. So it's like statistically in the box score, yeah, yes, fair. pedestrian game. And he didn't play great. I mean, he didn't play bad, though. The thing was, just so many drop passes doomed that team. 
Fair. Well, Jamie's over there breaking shit. Oh, blowing his nose. Gonna have to edit that shit out. (laughs) I turned my mic down. You shouldn't have to edit too much. Um. Yeah. So surprising, but Buffalo moves on as every as most people expected in this one. Then we get to the Giants Vikings games game. Both huh? Eli and I predicted this one. It, it kind of uh, on the same ilk. That was the Vikings game. They should have won that for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, that I mean that's kind of a theme, right? Because like. Yep. The Vikings should have won. The Chargers should have won. Uh, Dolphins the Ravens a hundred percent should have won. <laughs> uh they just the, all these teams just like let shit slip and it was crazy. But yeah, um I called the Giants, but you know, that was kind of a I guess a, that was my upset pick. <laughs> and uh yeah, it, kind of the same thing if I remember if, if I'm thinking of the right game. Like Kirk Cousins. Like, people are, like, putting a lot of blame on him, like, at least on Twitter. And, like, he played nearly a perfect game. Like, he played super well. Like, you talk about Skylar Thompson having a pretty good game with receiver yips. The Kirk Cousins would like to talk. <laughs> yeah, but see, again, again, play calling and decision making, mind-blowing. End of that game, what is it? Fourth and ten, whatever. You know oh, yeah, no, yeah. that's that's a terrible so you, play call. Yeah. So you call that little that little freaking what crossing route or whatever. You pass the you pass the ball to a receiver who caught the ball two yards beyond the line of scrimmage with all his momentum taking him to the sideline. So he had to stop just to change direction. And a receiver who had a or a defensive player who had a perfect angle on him to stop him. It was it was just awful. Awful play calling, awful decision making. If I'm the quarterback and the coaches say, hey, I don't care what you do, don't audible out of this play. You have to call the play as I called it. Well then guess what? I have one receiver that I'm not throwing to no matter what until the play breaks and he <laughs> breaks off that route. That was the dumbest play call in that situation i didn't see it but the way you just described it would have infuriated me because i hate that shit yeah no it was it was a real dump like a real dumped play uh play call there it was pretty bad that was also after if i'm not mistaken because the one text that i got was you guys were complaining about the refs in that game and how soft the nfl is oh the refs God. even tried to hand this game to the vikings yeah, with that pass or the the roughing the quarterback, the that like I was like, okay, I have no dog in this fight. I could not care less who wins this fucking game, right? I'm watching and like I was violently angry at that call. <laughs> Listener, for those who don't know, it's the end of the game. Vikings have the ball. They're down uh, a touchdown at this point. No four. No, in the end of the touchdown. game, they're down touchdown. Yeah, they're down a touchdown. So they're driving, and it's I think fourth down. And um, Kirk Cousins throws the ball, it goes out of bounds, or it's dropped, or whatever it is. But uh, one of the Giants' defensive linemen—I can't think of his name right now—literally like kind of spins Kirk to the ground. He was he was sacking him and kind of spins him to the ground. Uh, Kirk barely barely touches the ground; like he kind of just rolls up out of the. They called it roughing the passer. I, th- that was like one of those moments. Like I know it's like a really like get off my lawn type of shit moment. But I was like, let's put fucking flags on these guys. How are you supposed to do this? Like, genuinely, if you're a defender in the NFL, the only way you can sack a quarterback now is just wrap him up 
and then yell sack at the ref. <laughs> yeah. No, just yell sack, sack, sack. Like it's that's the only touch. That's all you can do. <laughs> I, I mean, if, if that is roughing the if that is roughing the passer, that is un, like you can't tackle a quarterback. You can't. If that is roughing the passer, you cannot tackle a quarterback. It, it's that is the rule at this point. You can't tackle a quarterback. If it were me being the sarcastic piece of shit asshole that I am, I would have absolutely for the next any other sack I get for the rest of the season, I'm just wrapping up the quarterback, his arms, and yelling sack. Sack. Sack because stop his forward momentum. Eventually they'll blow the whistle. <laughs> what else can you do? It's um I you guys sent me the video because I was helping a friend move, so I was unable to watch. I it flabbergasted. It's just, it's so soft and unreal to see these roughing the passer calls. It got, I mean, it was to the point today where anytime Tom Brady got hit or even Dak Prescott got hit, I was like, here comes the flag. And there were a few that were way more violent than whatever the fuck that was to Kirk Cousins <laughs> yesterday um, that didn't get called, thankfully, because... That is the last thing I want storylines to be in any sport, but much less football is that the refs decided it. It was a bad one. Yep. Real quick, I put I put that final play in the chat. Real I, quick. I have it, yep. I the, just saw it. The slot receiver who's lined up three yards behind the line of scrimmage runs a five-yard out route, which means he cuts out to the sideline two yards past the line of scrimmage. And it was a delayed out. On fourth and eight. It's a stu- It's just a stupid if you route, notice, dude. If you watch, too, this is... So I, I said Kirk Cousins played a great game. The slant, Wide the, open. the post over the middle, he's got three steps on the Wide defender. open. I, that's the first thing <laughs> I saw open. when I saw this, is that post on the other side was wide open. Had now, position and everything. <laughs> and, the, and the crazy part is, too, like, when he re- when he, when he releases, he, he's not under pressure. He, like... The pocket's starting to collapse. He gets hit as he releases the ball. But he could. it's not like that was the receiver he went to because pressure got to him. He had time to hit any of those other routes. It's just... Any of those that, other guys had a chance to get the ball, too, because none of them were doubled. Yeah. Just having that route call on that play is weird. Yeah. That's a bad decision. I mean, the thing is, that's his read. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch the play... Oh, God, it just... Uh, it gets worse. The sound just he looks almost immediately at that receiver. He's like looking off maybe a linebacker at the very beginning, but like he knows exactly where he's going with this immediately. It makes That's like really there's bad. no there's no other read going on in this. That's play. really really bad. So it makes me think that was just they were like thinking, oh, there's a hot route to the flats that's gonna get us eight. I yards. don't even like looking at that. That's not a bad play call. There's one bad route on that play. And Kirk Cousins just decided that that was the route that he was going to throw to. I almost that wonder if that's over if the that's, middle may have been a read. fucking touchdown. Like the read, because the guy beats his man initially, right? Like, even but, if that's your number one read on that play, right? Like, let's just say that's your number one read on that play. You have to know as a quarterback, it's fucking fourth and eight with my season on the line. I can't throw the ball behind the sticks. Yeah. It's wild, man. That post route may have been a touchdown, by the way. Looking at that play. (laughs) Unreal. It's just really bad. Anyway, that was that game. 
then we get to the final game yesterday was Ravens Bengals, and this was sloppy and kind of gross, just all the way across. Yeah, that fumble on the two yard line that goes back. Fumble on the two yard line with um, which to ice the game. All all Tyler Huntley has to do is hold on to the ball, and that game's over. Yep, it would have put him up. It would have put him up a score. Fourteen, right? No, because that they were tied. It was seventeen seventeen. That touchdown put the Bengals up for good. Um, so wouldn't have quite iced it, but uh, definitely changed the entire trajectory of that game. And for those who didn't watch the game, Tyler Huntley, who was the starting quarterback for the Ravens, yikes, um, had it was what third and goal. Or it was goal to go from the two yard line. Did what? quarterbacks probably should never do is reach the ball over the line to try to get it over the the uh end zone into the end zone and uh linebacker basically just took it from him and <laughs> just 99 yard touchdown the other way <laughs> love that for them love that so the Bengals also escape I, have and you seen move on. like the flack that lamar jackson's been getting I have, and it's very weird. So from people, some yeah, of people his are teammates. saying he should have, yeah, he should have uh, like worn a brace and gone out there. And I think RG three did a great job responding to this mm-hmm. because he he just posted a picture of his own knee being in a direction it shouldn't have been, and he goes, "This is what happens when you brace up." He's like, "It changed my entire career when you brace up and go out and play for your brothers." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Which like good for it." He's like, "Mistake." And it was a mistake, and I've learned from it. Which, like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, you guys are teammates, you guys are brothers, you're in the playoffs, like, this is a big deal. But, like, your own career is what you need to worry about first. Especially when you're already injured. And a quarterback. <laughs> like, look what happened when Dennis Dixon braced up. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't have any problem with Lamar sitting out, and I don't even question his toughness or anything. I no. think it's ridiculous for his teammates to come out and question it the week of a playoff game. I think that's that's pretty shitty of them to do. Yeah. I was only upset with this game, honestly, that uh, Tyler Huntley got the start because I really wanted Anthony Brown to get the start just to laugh when Anthony Brown got a playoff win before uh, Justin <laughs> Herbert. <laughs> Like this shit would have just that would have been up. something else. That would have been, been something funny. else. <laughs> uh, and then the final game of Wild Card Weekend was tonight, Monday. Cowboys Bucks, and again, your boy was right. Eli, suck it. Yep, you were right. Oh, forgive me. Forget. <laughs> oh, oh, screw me for thinking that Tom Brady might win in the fucking playoffs. For thinking the. Dallas Cowboys are going to choke in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, how dare I think those things? How Blasphemy. dare I? I'm just saying you're wrong. I was right. That's, that's all that matters at yeah, the whatever. end of the day. Uh, the, the Cowboys actually looked good they did. tonight. And the Bucks looked like the Bucs. I mean, the Buccaneers have been, they backslid into the playoffs. They have a losing record. They were not good. They hosted this game because they won the division, which I think is horseshit to begin with. Um, 
but the Cowboys looked good. Dak looked good. The only thing the Cowboys couldn't do in this game was kick a fucking extra point. Oh, my God. Four in a row. And that's, it's an NFL record. Four missed extra points. I was shocked that they even kept sending him out. Did you, did you guys watch the Peyton? I was uh, watching like, oh the Manning cast the whole time. It was phenomenal. Ca- <laughs> Peyton was so fucking mad, dude. <laughs> I loved every second of it. Oh, the Manning cast like, was, is the I, only... I mean, it's just one of those Go things. Ahead. You're so used to those guys being so automatic that when shit like this happens, I was I was shocked. And like again, I don't care who wins this game. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, how, I was like genuinely like, oh my God, how does somebody do that? That's their job. Uh, just for reference, on the season, Brett Maher was 50 of 53 in extra points. So through the first, through all 17 games, he only missed three. Oh my God. He missed four in a row tonight. Jesus. And the last one was like a little doink off the upright. Just just to slap him in the face. <laughs> just a little bit more. Just another like, hey, you're down, buddy. Like a little flick on the nuts while you're down. Like, oof. I got to give some props because I would have stopped kicking after the second miss. Be like, we're going for two. It's just not your night. I do have to give some props to the Dallas coaching staff for getting him out there because you need him to make one to Mm -hmm. just like when you're having a night like that they just need to be reminded like yes you can it's a fucking extra point you kick these down the middle all year you need to be able to do this this is literally all you do in practice (laughs) (laughs) was i think it was dion that was on the when he made dion sanders was on the manning cast when he missed the second one and they were going almost straight to commercial and I think Dion said, how how do you do that? It's your only job. <laughs> like, uh, anyway, that was the only thing the Cowboys couldn't do tonight was make X points. Other than that, they had their way with Tampa Bay. Going to be a little nice different ride. story next wicka, week. Wicka, wicka, wicka. Had their way with Tampa Bay. Wicka, 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 wicka. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it, it doesn't hurt my feelings ever to see Tom Brady with a first round exit. No. Just gonna go ahead and say that. I think that's yeah. pretty great, even if it's at the hands of the Cowboys. All right, that means our divisional round matchups are set for this coming weekend, and I think it's gonna be a tale of two days because the first day's matchups kind of suck, and the second day's matchups are gonna be awesome, in my opinion. But here we go. On Saturday, we kick it off with Jacksonville at Kansas City. Kansas City. Kansas City big slaps. When, Chris, what what when are they playing? Saturday at two thirty. Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence on undefeated Saturdays. on Saturdays. <laughs> are you are you picking Jacksonville? <laughs> Hell no, I'm not picking Jacksonville. <laughs> Hell no. It'll be the first time Trevor this Lawrence one, loses on this, a Saturday in his life. This one might start. Like the uh, Los Angeles Charger Jacksonville game, and it might end like we all thought that game was going to end. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be twenty-eight to nothing at halftime, and then fifty-six to nothing at the end of the game. <laughs> exactly. 
All right, then the nightcap Although, on Saturday. Here's the thing, though, I gotta give props to Trevor Lawrence. Uh, like he's looked really like a lot. So statistically, it's the highest rating jump ever between year one and two in a quarterback. So like, good for him. Um, you know, I always I thought he was going to be kind of a mid quarterback in his career, and I could be wrong there. Also, mad props to the coaching staff because big turnaround. They cleaned up the Urban Meyer experiment. Oh, what a mess! <laughs> um, next, the nightcap on Saturday, we have the Giants at the Eagles. I think this is going to be closer than people think. I I I know the Eagles are good. I don't know if they're like great. Um, I know. Um, why can't I think of his name right now? Quarterback. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. I, I kept going Jalen Ragor, <laughs> and I know that's wrong. And I, I just could not think of Hurts. Okay, uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts. Um, I know he's back. Um, I kind of, like, I've been kind of looking at the Eagles, like the Pittsburgh, like the Steelers a couple years ago that were, like, undefeated late into the season because they hadn't really played good teams. Um, but I think I think the Eagles are better than that. So I think the Eagles are going to win this, but I think it's going to be closer than people expect it to be. Daniel Jones is definitely proving something to me. I thought Daniel Jones was a pretty crappy quarterback, and he's not great. Like, he's not going to light the world on fire, but he is serviceable. Mm -hmm. And he has a pretty good team around him. Not great. Like, this team's not going to – I don't think this team's going to come out and beat the Eagles. But again, like you said, I think they're going to keep it closer than a lot of people think off the bat. The Eagles coming off that bye – you know, may come out a little sluggish. Um, this is going to be the third time they've played the Giants this year, and that always is tough to do in any season against any team. So maybe closer. I just think the Eagles are way too talented. The play calling that they've had around Jalen Hurts has been phenomenal. Um, so I think Philly pulls this out late and probably actually beats the spread, which is minus seven and a half. I think at the end of the day, they they go ahead and cover. But um, for most of it, it should be a pretty good contest. Chris? Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. Sunday, we have the Cincinnati Bengals going to Buffalo. Ooh. That is a fun game. Um, fun game I- of teams that underperformed this week. Yes. Um, I I think Buffalo is just a better team. Uh, I don't think you're going to have two weeks of poor performances out of them. Uh, I don't think this – I guess I, I don't really think uh, Cincinnati is going to have two weeks of bad weeks, but if they're both playing good weeks, um, I think the Bills win. Here's the thing. That Bills defense has struggled at times against inferior opponents. And I think the Bengals are a better team than, than like the dolphins, for example. Um, and the Cincinnati defense has not struggled. Like the Cincinnati defense is legit. Now, Josh Allen is a next level. If he plays up to his potential and his caliber, um, he's virtually unstoppable. So, I think the Bills, especially at home in front of Bills Mafia, pull this one out. But um, it's going to be a tough one, I think. Uh, matchup-wise, I th- in the AFC, like this is maybe the Bills' worst nightmare I scenario. Bet, I, 
I bet Demar Hamlin's there, and I bet that is going to give them enough motivation to relax. probably. He was, at, he was at the team facility the other day, talking with the yeah. Guys. So he'll probably be at the game. Yeah, and I'm not going to discount that, and I'm I'm rooting for the Bills, uh, but that. If, like if you're looking at defensive statistics, like Cincinnati's defense is much better than Buffalo's, um, and if Joe Burrow plays to his capabilities against that Bills defense, it could be a long day. So we'll see what happens. It's always hard to play on the road in January in Buffalo. So I'm going to take Buffalo for that reason, but we'll see what happens. Chris, man, this is tough. This is tough. Two great quarterbacks. Each of them has good weapons. Defenses are both good. But just based off of what Jamie said, because it was exactly what I was thinking was, between those two defenses that are really good, one of them has shown a little bit of slippage and some holes in the armor, so to speak. The other one, I think, is still playing well. And the other one is Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati gets the upset. That would be something. On to their second consecutive AFC championship, if that is the case. Uh, And then the nightcap on Sunday, we have Dallas going to San Francisco. Well, I picked San Francisco to get to the Super Bowl. So my pick remains unchanged. Um, Maybe it's like a big bias for me, but I just... Dallas is going to choke somewhere in these playoffs. <laughs> Why not against San Francisco? <laughs> Chris, I think and I know also your San pick Francisco here. is the best roster in the NFL, I think. Uh, Dak Prescott looked good on Monday. This Don't 49er even fucking defense try to play. <laughs> no, no, no. The, no, no, no. I'm oh. not trying to spin it. I'm saying oh, I, thought, looked, I thought you were like being facetious. Like, oh, Dak it, Prescott looked good. No, I don't know, this is man. the thing. He did. He looked good on Monday when we recorded this podcast. He looked good. That 49er defense is a whole different animal than that beat up Buccaneer defense he just had to face. And unlike the Buccaneers who limped into this playoff, regardless of wins and losses, they just weren't the Buccaneers that they had been last year or two years ago. This 49er team is firing on all cylinders right now and defensively are just freaking they're gonna bring the pressure dude Dak Prescott is going to have a very hard time staying upright with Bosa and Armstead and Warner bringing the pressure on him he's gonna have a hard time getting uh passes off with Ward and even Lenore Lenore is not bad and Lenore has been the weak spot of that of that San Francisco defense like that's how good that defense is now for Dallas to pull the upset, they have to find ways to put pressure on Brock Purdy and understand that he likes to roll to his left. If he if that pocket breaks, he likes to roll to his left, has a tendency to make poor decisions when he is rushed out of that pocket. That's how they're going to win the game. But if I'm looking at this, I see Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Samuel uh, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, who has re- had a resurgence now that he has a quarterback. He's not afraid to throw to him. Seriously, 49ers should wipe the floor with the Cowboys. I'm not going to say wipe the floor. I think I'm picking the Niners to win. That Dallas defensive front is something else, especially with Micah Parsons playing all over the field, just creating matchup nightmares 
for the offense. I think the Cowboys find ways to create turnovers with Purdy, uh, but I think that run game that you mentioned with Christian McCaffrey and that just suffocating defense that the Niners have is going to be too much for them to overcome. Um, like you said, da- like you nailed it. Dak Prescott had a good night tonight against a bad Buccaneers defense. It's a totally different story playing the best defense in the National Football League. So, picking the Niners here. Um, I don't know that the Niners are going to blow anybody out. I mean, they ended up kind of blowing out the Seahawks, but I don't think it's going to be start-to-finish blowout because of the quarterback play. I just think they're going to beat everybody down into submission by the end of the games. That's how I see those going. That's what they've been doing, my friend. That's what they have been doing. All right, that's our picks. We'll see how we do. See if I can keep my undefeated streak here in the NFL playoffs going. Now we're going to do something fun because we we don't have college football to talk about. We're going to fill some time by creating our, our alt. I don't even know how to like announce this. What what do you want to call it, Eli? (laughs) We're we're calling this our starting 11. Now what this is, is we're filling out a football roster, offensive side of the ball with players who have never played in the NFL or athletes who have never played in the NFL. And this is all time in their prime, right? So if you pick Michael Jordan, it's, you know, during his prime. It's not now, you know, if you pick Babe Ruth, he is not dead on your field. It's during their prime. Okay? So we're going to do, go ahead. I say, should we treat this as if it were a draft? So if you pick Michael Jordan, I can't pick Michael Jordan? I asked Jamie (laughs) if you wanted to do that, and he said, and the way he struggled with offensive line, I don't think we want to do that. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Okay. For I mean, skill I, I could struggle my way through if we want only. to do that. <laughs> I, I'm down to do whatever you guys want to do. Just get ready to nope, hear me doing a lot of typing. Let's just go with the teams we got. If we have the same ones, we have the same ones. Okay. Okay. So, listener, for let's the record. start with the line. It is one quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, a slot receiver, Left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle, tight end, kicker, head coach. All right, and the the head coach is also an athlete, but it's just kind of a fun thing to do. So we're gonna start. We're gonna do quarterback last. I think we should do head coach and then quarterback as our last two. Okay. Okay. okay? So we're gonna start with your running back. So Jamie, who's your running back number one? My running back is Jackie <laughs> Robinson. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's yep. good. Okay, I see you, Chris. Okay, fun fact. If we went by my rules, I'm already off the board. Jackie Robinson was on my list, but it was an and or. I had a backup, so I'm going with my my other guy here. Brian Lima, Samoan rugby god, <laughs> who was known as one of the hardest hitters to ever play the sport. He's a rugby hall I of famer. It. His nickname was the chiropractor because he was known for <laughs> rearranging bones of his opponents. Yes. He awesome. just ran through people. So Brian Lima is my starting running back. I love that. Uh, so my running back is uh, Wayne Gretzky because I went with vision because Wayne Gretzky could ha- just had eyes in the back of his head no matter where he was. 
Interesting. So, and he's fast. He was fast on the ice. You know, you've got to transfer to ground on some yeah. level. Interesting. You know? I'm going to be fully honest. I don't know that I even considered hockey players. In this. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. If you think Brian Lima is the only name that makes you laugh, I went off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few that will surprise. All right, Eli, what are we doing next? Um, Sorry, I accidentally clicked away from it. We are doing your wide receiver number one. Uh, let's call this. I, well, I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I did mine in a certain order. I did a deep threat, a route runner, and then the slot guy. Um, okay, that's exactly how I picked mine. Sweet. So, awesome. I kind of awesome. I was a little different, but Okay. Um so um yeah, so let's go with your wide receiver number one, maybe your deep threat, your your X receiver. Deep threat X receiver. I have Ja Morant previously Ooh, mentioned on this show. Nice. For all the reasons that okay. we previously mentioned on this okay. show. Nice. <laughs> it's going to be All good right, at Chris. the 50-50 balls. Yeah. yeah, my my uh, my wide receiver number one, my deep threat. If you got a deep threat, he needs to get behind the defense. And who can get behind the defense better than six foot five Usain Bolt? God damn it. That was mine. That's a really good one. That's <laughs> yeah, a really, mine is Usain that's Bolt really good. Well. Yep. All right, really so good. My, my wide receiver one is Usain Bolt as well. Imagine okay? Usain Bolt just running streaks all day long, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so let's go with your wide receiver number two. How'd you select them? Why'd you select them, I guess? Wide receiver number two for me is a possession receiver. fifty Total 50-50 ball, just Megatron-esque, if you will, and that is Giannis. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Chris? Yep. All right, so I pick my wide receiver two as kind of my slot guy. My guy that I can put anywhere. I can run deep routes. I can run short routes, hands, agility, speed, everything wrapped into one. He has a little bit of a football background, too. AI, Allen Iverson. Nice. nice. I like nice. that a lot. Uh, my wide receiver two, and this is a, this is going to be a wrinkle for a lot of people because I think a lot of people would pick this man, but they'd put him in a different position. Okay, my wide receiver too, kind of like Jamie said, this is my my possession receiver. He's going to run a good route. He's going to use his body to get in front of things. He's a, he's 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 my bruiser receiver. No, exactly. That's LeBron James. <laughs> this is I, a lot of people put him at tight end. I'm putting it wide out too. Um, and just he's just going to bully people. He's going to be the bully wide receiver on that post route. Yep, he would. Okay, now we're going to go to your slot wide receiver three. However, you did it. Uh, Jamie, who do you got in your slot? This is going to surprise some people, but I'm picking Trey Turner as my slot receiver. Very Wes Welker-esque, if you will. Speedy, really fast baseball player. Probably the fastest in the bigs right now. Graceful slides. Really good hand-eye coordination, (laughs) right? Baseball players have to have some of the best hand-eye coordination out there. He's going to be your possession guy, run crisp routes, and catch the ball. All right, Chris. All right, so I had I had my speedster, my deep guy. I had my jack of all trades, and now I what I'm lacking is hands. I need hands, but I also need the 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 size, the speed. I want it all in there, but hands is most important. I'm going with Jeff Samarja to not go to the diamond and make his NFL debut. I like it. Nice, solid. 
So for me, I went with like wide receiver. Like I went like true slot, just athletic freak, just a guy who creates those those nightmare matchups for linebackers because he's fast, he's tall. And here's the thing: I don't even like this guy. I don't like it, but I cannot deny that this man is an athletic fucking freak, and that is Russell Westbrook. As soon as you said you didn't like him, I knew who you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, I I'm not it. being original here. I'm like, here's <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so now we're going to go down the list. We're going to go left tackle. Left. Who do you have at left tackle, tackle Jamie? I have Shaq. Okay. The Diesel yep. himself. Uh huh. Chris. I debated a little bit if I wanted to go a smaller lineman who packed just a little bit more speed to, to cut off the edge or a stronger lineman. I went with a guy who is strong and my smallest lineman, shockingly enough, when you think who this is. But Prince Fielder. Nice. Love that. Love that. I love um, that. <laughs> I, um, I also oh, went great. with Shaq. Um, you know, big guy. He's going to he's going to curl that edge, he, you know. Agile, so he's be he's gonna be able to turn his hips real quick and uh, get get that corner uh, sealed off. So I went with Shaq. Okay, uh, left guard. Who you have in your pole position? I struggled with okay. the rest of this line, so I went <laughs> yes, deep. <you> did. <laughs> I went deep into the interwebs to find a few of these. And with my left guard, I'm gonna totally butcher this. It's Konishiki Yusegbla, Yusekichi, and he is one of the top two oh. all-time sumo wrestlers. <laughs> okay. Who was it? My my computer crapped out. I missed it. Who was it? Konishiki Yusekichi. Yeah. Okay, okay. No idea who we're laying down, but okay. Sumo wrestler. That's all you okay. need to know. All right. Big body can move people and is just solid. Yeah, solid. True. I'm down with it. Okay, Chris, well, your, who's your left guard? My left guard. Okay, so when I went left guard again, I was I, I was debating if I wanted strength on the outside or the inside. I'm going strength on the inside, and it ain't small strength, baby. Standing six foot three and weighing in at three hundred and sixty-two <laughs> pounds is 2017 World Strongest Man Eddie Hall, because strongman is a sport. Okay, I'll 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 go with that. Um, my left guard, I wouldn't. So when I when I think of the left guard position, I think of a lot of teams like to run to the right side, right? Your your left your left tackle is your strong pass defender, and your right tackle is your strong run defender, or not defender uh, blocker. Um, so my left guard is my pull guard, right? My guy who's getting out on the edge, blowing people off the line, trapping people, hitting them in the ear hole. And so you need you need you need a compact frame and a little bit of speed, just a little bit, not a lot, just some quick feet. So I went with Big Poppy David Ortiz. Nice, he's my man there. Okay, who do you got at center? Center. It's gonna be a little controversial because he's not super big. Okay, but I think he'd be the right man to be the quarterback of the line, and that is Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. I love it. I love it. Well, okay. I get Chris. what you're laying down, but until he starts dropping racist rants about his daughter's boyfriends and loses the locker room, he just ain't worth it. <laughs> All right. So for my center, 
I based it solely on uh, yes, you want size, you're a lineman, but he's your he's your quarterback of the line. He's a team captain. He needs to be someone who can rally the troops, which is why, in full respect to my man Eli Johnson, I picked Big Poppy David Ortiz. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. Okay, so uh, my center and Jamie and I kind of went on the same, uh, shockingly, in the same kind of ill care. What I want in my center, I want a guy who can snap the ball and hold the line of scrimmage. Right, the 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 anchor point of the line, the guy who's got a head for it, right? A guy who's not going to crack under pressure, you know. And I as know soon as he snaps the ball, anybody's hitting him doesn't matter. I he's not going. He's no. He's going nowhere, baby. And that is Hakun Ho Show. All right, <laughs> number one consensus, number one sumo wrestler all time. <laughs> he's got all these world That's records. Great. He's not going anywhere. He's got the leverage knowledge. He, he's he's smart. He's got leverage. He's got strategy. He knows what he's doing. That's the quarterback of your line right there, baby. That's pretty Thank great. <laughs> I was shocked that somebody else went sumo wrestle. I thought I was going to be so original there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, right guard. Right guard, I have your center. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Jamie just went sumo wrestlers. I love I went it, dude. sumos on both guards. <laughs> Just gonna wreck people. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Love that. Chris. You look confused. What, what are we picking? Guard? Right, right, right guard. guard. Okay, right guard. Sorry, I got confused there. All right, right guard. I wanted I wanted size again. I wanted size. I wanted a guy who was gonna be immovable. The the immovable object, right? And because it is a sport, I picked six foot five, three hundred and fifteen pound. When you're when your nickname is not the Hulk, you are the Hulk. You got to play Lou Ferrigno, anchor in my line there on right guard. Wow, Lou! <laughs> I was not expecting Lou fucking Ferrigno on this podcast. <laughs> I got I got 2017 World's Strongest Man and the Hulk both coming in over 300 pounds of nothing but muscle. Have fun getting to my quarterback. So you and I have different ideas of what a guard should be. <laughs> all right, clearly. <laughs> so here, here's all my linemen to be big thing. mountains of muscle. I love, I love a really good a gap trap. It's my favorite play. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. I just love the fear in a defensive tackle's eyes when he realizes that he has been trapped. So you need a big guy who's got real quick feet, and who better than the round mound of rebound? Charles fucking Barkley, baby. <laughs> really good. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now we go right tackle. Right tackle. I'm going less beef. Right. Not not a big big large man, but a very large bulky man who's agile and will get keep and set that edge. I'm going with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Solid. Solid. Okay. Chris? There's a trend on my line, baby. He said he wasn't going with beef. Beef. I'm going with nothing but beef. Kobe beef. The best kind of beef <laughs> there is, right? And edge rushers. They're all the rage in the NFL right now. So you want... I, I, I want my last guy here on the line who's got to seal that edge. I, I want him to be someone who's not to be fucked with. So this guy... This guy has a career 17 and 8 
MMA record, respectable, but he's also a five-time world's strongest man, so you ain't going to fucking move in. <laughs> Marge's Pujanowski, my friend. Okay. I don't want to say that Love Dwayne it. The Rock Johnson isn't beefy either. Like, that didn't sound great. He's just not, you know, your prototypical white I feel man. you. I feel you. Yeah. Okay, so my right tackle, I kind of went along with Jamie, like... Big guy, maybe not the most bulky guy in the world, can get to that second level of linebacker on on a nice run on a nice run play. You know, can can really get his butt around and seal that edge off for a nice off tackle. Um, and so with that, uh, and again, I kind of went with a lot of basketball players, but I got to go with Carl Malone. Like Nobody's that. getting past him. Nobody's getting past the mailman, baby. No one. Okay, nice. so that does it with the offensive line. I think we all have really, I think, all-star offensive lines. All-time offensive solid. lines, truly. Okay, so where everybody thought I'd put LeBron James, where are you putting your tight end? Who you got as your tight end? LeBron James. Fair. Well, that was that was the first one I wrote down. <laughs> that was the first one I wrote down, too. But then I went, well, that sucks because the guys each picked him. You know what? Go against the green. I don't even want LeBron on my team anymore. I want my tight end to have that same immovable object type thing that LeBron does. Freak athleticism. Also a little bit of Mike Allstott in him, as we alluded to earlier, right? A guy who can lower his shoulder and just run you over. And all he really has to do is look at you and you're probably going to cower. My tight end is former UFC world heavyweight champion Brock Lesnar. Nice. Solid. Solid. Wait. My tight end. Time out. Time out. Hold on. He actually played in the NFL, so I can't pick him. He what? Oh, he did fuck, play with the did. Vikings, so he I will did. go with the the recently released heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou. Same thing. Same pretty thing. much. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, tight end. I went with matchup nightmares. All right, I went with a guy who you just how how do you cover this man? How do you cover him? Right. So I went with he's he's got size. He's got speed. I went with Aaron Judge. Big boy, run up that middle. He's got that speed. Hit that post. Hit that. Hit that little slant or not the slant, the little skinny post up the middle. Ooh, no safety's gonna be able to cover him. No, not a chance. No he linebackers keeping up with Aaron Judge. Not a chance. He doesn't have that much speed. Uh, he's faster but. than the average M- MLB player, which is not slow. I don't hate it. <laughs> okay. Now it's time for kicker. Jamie, who you got at kicker? Lino Messi. Yep, I think I think we're there's gonna be a trend here. Maybe Chris. Chris has been off the rails, but maybe not Chris. <laughs> Chris, who are you going with? Oh, with Messi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Well, I'm gonna be a little bit different here. Just very little bit different. <laughs> and this is just this is a respect pick. Right, R.I.P. to Pele, the goat, the goat. Okay, now it's time for the juicy stuff. <laughs> Who is your head coach? Talk about juicy. This is for pure entertainment factor. Okay, I went with John McEnroe. <laughs> mm, solid, solid, Chris. Well, in respect to what uh, Coach Prime is doing there in Colorado, 
sometimes you just got to get the swag first and then let the pieces fall where they may. So I'm going with one of the swaggiest athletes to ever swag. A guy who made a boring sport cool. Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, I like that a oh, lot. That's just that's just like a good pick. It's a good Damn it. Pick. I like yours better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I went with the ultimate competitor. All right. When I think of a head coach, I need somebody who's going to motivate my troops. Right. And, and really just be that guy. And who better to do that than a man who holds a world record? Who... Um, like has won, <laughs> has won 15, <clears throat> as of 22, 15, oh, six, yeah, 15 titles in his God, sport. I think I know what you're going to say. The ultimate competitor that is the American hero of Joey fucking Chestnut. Let's do it. <laughs> fucking do it. Joey Chestnut, baby. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, finally. <laughs> most important position on the field. Quarterback. Jamie, who are you going with? I'm going with Todd Helton. He was a quarterback in college. Um, he w- actually started before Peyton Manning did freshman year at Tennessee uh, before he got drafted eighth overall in the MLB draft. So I'm going with Todd Helton. Solid. Solid. Chris? Charlie Ward. Show your work. <laughs> Let me show Why my Charlie Ward. Why Charlie Ward? Why Charlie Ward? Because he's a yeah. fucking Heisman winner who decided to go play <laughs> fucking basketball. Like, <laughs> like what? What? I have two picks here just in case you guys are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Obviously, there's Charlie Ward. Because uh, I mean, for obvious reasons. I don't know yes. why I need to show my work on this. But the other pick, because I didn't want to go too obvious, is uh, former trailblazer, current Milwaukee Buck, Pat Connaughton. All right. Now, Pat Connaughton, he's got he's got the frame. Right. He's a six foot five, 209 white guy. So there you go. He's a quarterback. But people forget he was drafted by the Baltimore Orioles to play baseball and has a 95, 96, whatever mile an hour fastball. Duke can huck it. And there was video of him back in the day when he was with the Blazers throwing 80 yard bombs one day when they were just out at the field practicing, uh, got done with practice. They were doing some conditioning and started playing catch. Dude can huck it. So if it ain't Charlie Ward, it's Pat Connaughton. Fair, fair. Um, I I went with uh, old uh, Shohei Otani. I want a guy. I mean, he's got a rocket arm. He's fast as fuck. So he needs a scramble. He's got it. He's got the mental game. Who else? Who else can like really you know bat and pitch in the same game? You got to have a mental game for that. So I'm going Shohei Otani. I like that. It was an under-the-radar pick. Yeah, a little under-the-radar. I thought, you know, a pitcher, he could throw it 101 miles an hour. Like, how? what can you do to a football, you know? It's my thought, anyway. That's that's an easy translation. I like it. Okay, okay. Bonus round. Who are you picking for your holder? <laughs> <laughs> um... Let's see. Uh, 
Tiger Woods. Nice. Chris. Hmm. Holder, you got to have good vision, obviously. You got to have quick reaction time, should it be a bad snap, and everything you do is predicated on those hands. I'm going with Muhammad Ali. Oh, I like that. Good one. Good one. Um, you were you were right up the same alley with me cuz I'm going with a man who you could put back there, and if it's a bad snap, nobody's tackling him because he's psycho. But I'm going Mike Tyson. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we did it. That was us, the starting eleven. I like that. Next time, that what we'll fun. do is we'll do we'll do a starting five with the NFL with NFL players, or with with starting five uh, NBA, but with. Uh, Athletes who never played in the NBA. That's what we should do next. There you go. And we'll do it draft style since there's only five positions. Okay, I'm gonna have to do my homework then. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, point. we'll do homework. But yeah, we'll do that next episode. Luckily, with only a three person draft, we only need <laughs> to have three people at each position. <laughs> oh, we're yeah. drafting, no, we're drafting full fifteen men rosters, baby. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Totally. No, not doing that. <laughs> Sweet. What, about, what, what NFL player would you want to anchor your G League affiliate? <laughs> <laughs> that would be something else. Michael Irving. All right. You guys have anything else you want to talk about today? or I'm good. Call it good. All right. Who's buzzer beater? Let's give Chris the buzzer beater. Chris, since it's he your buzzer here. beater. Last couple episodes. Listener, we love you. Thank you for being here. If you could go listen to Zeta June, that'd be great. They let us use their music for free, which is pretty cool of them. Also, no shout out to Jasper because he quit. I mean, we fired him. And, uh, <laughs> but if you can tell your friends about us listening, that'd be great. Uh, but if not, we're just happy you're here. So with that, Chris. Hit us with the buzzer beater. Simple. It's simple. Brock Purdy is the fucking man. Deuces. Deuces. Nobody took Michael Jordan during our draft. <laughs>